Welcome. Grab a seat, glass of wine, or a shot of whiskey. Join in the conversation, but don't be surprised if you say, what she say? Hey, Sayers, what it do? I know I've been in my only for one day, maybe two, <laughs> but only one episode. I... First of all, have mimosa because clearly I have class tonight. I'm not fooling with y'all getting sauced before class. It's just not a good thing to do. <laughs> but I've been kind of trying to help a friend through a situation the best that I can. And I want to talk about it, but from a different angle. Guys... Do you remember being a kid and your parents saying, what happens here stays here? Has anybody else's parents ever did that other than just mine? No? I think so. <laughs> um, they want you to keep things a secret. Um, not more so because it's good things going on and they don't want, you know, someone to come in the bad guy, the boogeyman to break in at night and steal all your great things. It's the secrets of what's wrong within the household that they don't want other people coming in, asking questions and being in their business per se. But a lot of those things that we are told to keep it in the house and don't bring other people into our business. Those usually are the things that linger with us. As far as lingering as long as us being adults now. Some of the, those things we cover up. And there is a name for it. It's called childhood trauma. Because the way that we manifest it. And we then project it back out to other people in our lives. It's It doesn't come off as great. Now in our households, we're telling our children the same thing to help us cover up the secrets of the things that's going on into our homes. So today I more so want to talk about what we saw within our childhoods or what we were told to keep a secret then that now we're repeating the cycle in our own homes and expecting our children to keep it a secret or to just deal with it. In all reality, our way of dealing with it is projecting them, projecting it on other people and our children suck that in without us even knowing. I told you I only got sitting here just sipping on a mimosa. But for your glass, let's talk about it. So says this comes from me having uh, one of many 
chit-chats with um, one of my neighbors um, from my old community. Stay good friends. And she's going through an issue with her boyfriend that she's kind of frustrated with who she can really depend on for help. A little bit more meat of the of the topic and or the situation is that she has her own place. She has a little girl. Um, she had a scare or to her, it was a scare. She thought that she was pregnant again, but, and it turns out that she wasn't. She's in this relationship where she's consistently taking this guy back and they have escalated from just regular arguments to um, verbal assault to now it's flat out. They both fist fight together and she's holding on to this tough side of her talking about she can handle it because if he gonna swing, she can swing back too. But yet her daughter has to intake this and she's like, oh no, she she not going to school saying anything. She's not going to aftercare saying anything, this, that, or the third. My problem with that is, is me being a person coming from a similar situation as a kid and watching my mom get into physical fights and seeing her fight back to a degree growing up that that made me feel some type of way but some people ingest that in different ways but for children children are the most delicate when we think children aren't watching and we think children didn't hear what we said Oh, just go around the corner and see them conversing with their friends. You'll see little girls popping their neck. They have a whole full out arguments with people using the same exact words that they heard in an argument from someone else. And you're like, oh, she grown. But the thing is, she's heard this continuously in a house on the porch from the neighbors. But she heard it from somewhere else to be able to articulate such a conversation or an argument and use all the curse words in all the right places. The same thing goes with these boys. They see their moms beat on and they see their dads or they see numerous of different boyfriends coming in beating on their mom and they say, well, she took it. So then therefore, when I grow up and I feel like women should be able to take it too. We start the cycle of domestic violence and then we try to cover it up and say, well, maybe she did something. What was it that she could have said? Uh, only thing that I can think of that she could have did or she could have said was gave the open door that it was okay to do it in the first place. But that comes from understanding childhood trauma, understanding that if that's something that you saw as a kid and it was okay in the home, and instead of your mom loving herself enough to fix the situation early on and step out of it so that you don't ingest this behavior, then you'll never know. But then also is the thing of what did your mom see? 
is a generational thing that continuously will pass down to us. And we think that we're getting past it. And it, oh, this is not us. Oh, he doesn't beat on me, but you still allow him to verbally abuse you. The cycle repeats in one way, shape or another. When do we stop with the whatever happens at our house stays at our house? Don't go to school and talk about it. And then we grow up thinking that mental health issues is just something that somebody made up. No, it's not just boys who are told to be tough, don't cry. You got to be strong. Strong men don't cry. That's a bunch of horse crap. I tell my son on a regular basis, and it's not just because I'm a woman telling this to a boy and, oh, I'm softening him up. No, have real emotions, have a way to vent and let that out and express it. Otherwise, it's going to come out in a horrible way. And that build up anger only opens the door to let something out in a bad way. You can say, oh, I'm not going to hit my partner or, oh, I'm not going to hit my mate. And then you turn around and yet you it's, oh, gosh, it's life and death in the tongue. You will sit there and destroy them with your words and think that, oh, well, I didn't put my hands on us, so it's OK. I didn't hit him. So he OK. He could take that. No. Verbal abuse, just because you don't see the bruises of physical abuse, is still the same thing. And for a person that's going through it both, it's it's very hard. They suffer from PTSD. They And people who have started out as children, they start out, they are opening themselves up to complex PTSD. People think, oh, they hear PTSD and they just only think of, oh, people in the war coming back home. no. As a child, consistently seeing your parents fight and bicker, the arguing and the things throwing and, and fussing and the fighting and the thumping and the bumping is the same thing as going through the trauma of listening to gunshots and bombs around you as in war. But for your small mind as a small child, to you, this is war. You are under attack. You are going hiding, fighting for cover. You are being tormented. You're having nightmares. Like narcissistics are real. Just because that you're not hitting people physically does not mean that the words that come out of your mouth are not just as hurtful. You're saying things to people in the house and you're breaking them down. And then yet you go outside and you show this great face to everyone else. And you make your spouse out to be the crazy person. That's not okay. It wasn't okay when you were trying to transform that person into what you wanted them to be. But to make a person feel like they're worthless or they can never get it right is bad. But again, if you started off with an issue already from childhood that you didn't know how to deal with because people feel like, Mental health issues are something that's just made up. It's okay. You got to be somebody that's crazy, that's in the psych ward. No, you eventually, all of your symptoms and all of your mood swings and everything else that's going on inside of your head pushes you to the point to where so now you are committed. Now you are that person. 
So because I'm not showing all these crazy symptoms and I'm not doing all these outlandish things, it's just in my head I'm not that crazy because I'm not in an institute. Why do people have to be pushed to that point? Some people don't make it to that point. Some people commit suicide prior to because they feel like they can't get out of their situation. So my issue with, and I'm not going to say my issue, but my thing with trying to be there for a friend is that just from my standpoint, I can't be her saving grace when it is that that's her place and I can be there for her and I can comfort her. And while she's upset and she's crying and we're crying together and we're going to pray about it. But eventually I have to come back home to my own house. And I don't know if indeed she's blocked his number and not to not take his calls to let him sucker her back in to, oh, I want this to work. I want our family back. I want our relationship to work. I'm sorry. I just lose my head a little bit. This, that, the third. And you take him back again. It's a quick little honeymoon stage, but the cycle just goes right back around. You're right back at that small arguing walking around on eggshells, apologizing for everything till an argument busts out, you're yelling and screaming, and then you're at the point of fighting again, you put them out. But if you're going to keep letting them back in, it's not but so much. You can't get upset with the people that are in your circle that love you and support you for not giving you a different answer than the one that they already have given you. They care for your safety and they want you out of the situation. But until you find that inner strength in yourself to say, I'm done, this is over. I don't want to go back. I want to live not just for me, but for my child that is watching this trauma. And I'm telling them, don't go to school and tell them nothing. I can't go inside for the parent-teacher meeting today, but tell the teacher I'll call and reschedule because you got a black eye or because you got scratches all over you because of your situation. At some point, we have to think of ourselves and what we are willing to tolerate and what we are not willing to tolerate anymore. Hey, Sayers. You shouldn't take so long to call me, guys. (laughs) Thanks so much, guys, for tuning in every week. I truly appreciate it. Definitely hit us up here at what she say at my talking heart 2017 at gmail.com. Again, my talking heart 2017 at gmail.com. Or you can always shoot us a call at 346-306-1010. 346-306-1010. Hope to hear from you soon. Hurt you like your kin, kept it in.
Hurt people hurt people. We, and this situation, it's bigger than us. Let's break the chain of the generational curse that, and the generational trauma that our parents put on us and not transfer it to our children. And then our children then transfer to their children, thinking it's, oh, this is the way things are at my parents' house. And it was okay. Home was a safe haven. If it was there, then it was okay. And that's not the case. It's not okay. Children feed off of that in a negative way. Let's be a better visual for our children, if nothing else. I'm not pointing the finger at the abuser. And I'm not pointing the finger at the victim. What I'm saying is that as one person, as yourself, when do we want to make the stand to be that person that makes that change for our children. We all say we want better for our children, but that's not the occasional, oh, I took them to the park. We went to an amusement park. We go on trips. You know, I buy them their favorite snacks from the corner store. No, it's bigger than that. The things that you say and do around them is the things that linger the longest. The time you spend with them, the time you spend hiding from them, from abuse that you you have been subject to. And whether the child has been directly caught in the crossfire of it, whether it was verbally or physically, we're damaging the children. In the midst of even... Recording this episode, I still came across other people that I can just think of, same-sex relationships as well. I know women who stay with other women, even though they're beat. I know guys who stay with guys, even though their partner talks to them like trash. When do we say, I'm enough? I'm good, I love myself, and I don't really need this right here. People leave when they're ready to leave. You definitely can make a person leave, but it is hurtful for the outside who care about you to see you go through it. My friend is upset that I'm not telling her what she wants to hear. 
this particular time, I choose to be silent. I don't want to upset you and tell you the same thing that everybody else is telling you and feel like I'm coming down on you. Because at the end of the day, you're an adult. You have your own household to maintain with your child. But when you're calling on other people for help and you don't take their help, or you turn around and they feel like their help was taken for granted, they choose to then put it at a distance. They choose to be angry and you can't be upset with the way that somebody, someone else feels about a situation that you're bringing them into. It's a scientific fact. There are studies to prove it of how damaged people from previous trauma and previous childhood issues are more likely to stay in abusive relationships. And when their relationships are at a physical point, it just puts everybody else in the uproar even more because the last thing they want to do is see the person at the extreme be killed. Narcissistics oppose the same type of trauma and pain on a person just because it's not physical all the time and it's verbal, it still causes the same thing. You push this already hurt person into a place where they start thinking of suicide. You send them into complex post-traumatic stress disorder they suffer from depression. And the only thing the narcissistic has to back their self is to tell everyone else how the victim is crazy. She can't comply. She doesn't do this. He's stupid. He doesn't do this. At some point, you, the narcissistic can't get away with telling people that all of their exes are crazy. It makes you wonder what kind of people are you drawing in? When all in all reality, you're just that controlling. We need to, as people, even if you choose to do it on your own, dig within yourself, identify those issues, write them down, sort through them on your own in your in private. Or if you choose to bring one person along with you to share that with, whether it's a psychiatrist, therapy, a good friend, or a family member. But you have to sort out your own issues before you can go into a relationship and wonder why is this person doing this to me? It's something about you that gave that person the inkling that it was okay to do it to you. And with them already being a hurt person, it just made it easier. Don't give people the gas that they're looking for to set you on fire, to upset you, or feel in fear that you can't express yourself. When you set healthy boundaries in the beginning of your relationship, showing who you are, and who you choose to be and what you choose to accept and how you choose to be loved, 
it has no choice but to be respected. A person is only going to come at someone that they feel that they can take advantage of or they feel that they can get in. You're setting that ground in the beginning. No one can just walk into your space and just tear you and uproot who you are. You can't love people more than they love themselves. How do you give yourself the love that you feel like this other person needs so badly? Everyone needs love, don't get me wrong. But you can't love a person more than they love themselves. At some point, they have to know how to love themselves. And sadly, they should have learned how to love themselves before being with you. Versus now feeling overwhelmed with the love that you give. Stop letting relationships change who you are when you're fine. If you deal with your issues early on and before you get into a relationship, you go with a clean slate. Eventually, those heavy bricks that you're trying to bring into a new relationship gets heavy. Not just for you, but for the next person. Let's work on cleaning up our own mess, guys. <laughs>